Welcome to Ransom House. Alright, welcome everybody to the first edition of Ransom Notes, where I am flying solo this time. I believe Davis is out of the state? Possibly country, I don't know. I saw an airplane ride, so I'm going to give this one a go because it it came across a few news articles that I've been seeing lately um, about off-market pocket listings. Uh, The Wall Street Journal had a great term, uh, whisper listings, which sounds, I mean, I get why they say that, but... Super creepy way to refer to homes that are being exclusively held private. Um, but anyway, I, when I was reading this article, I think it was the CEO of Redfin um, who said that there's like no logical reason why anybody would want to do an off-market listing. Uh, the data shows that you consistently get lower prices when you average out or take the median home price for all off-market listings and you put that up against all the public sales. Um, so their argument is that most of the time, you're going to get less money. Um, and I don't agree with that statement in end of itself, but I think there's a few other reasons why people do private sales. Myself personally, uh, I can think of a few. I mean, I'm a very private person. You may not know that from seeing me all over Instagram flaunting my shit, but uh, for the most part, I don't like you know everybody to know all my ins and outs and details. And I have to have that conversation with clients because... The old saying kind of goes this way. It's like, the more the more exposure you have, the more eyes you get on your property, the more people are going to see it, the more people are going to be interested in it. And it's economy 101. It's when you can inflate the demand, you're going to get a higher price point. And that can be structured by two ways. You can either decrease inventory or you can e- increase the amount of people that are interested. And so that's the basis of theory is If you have the most amount of people possible competing for a house, it's going to bid it up to the highest price point. And in theory, I think that works really well. But something that this market has shown us is that um, almost everybody who has entered escrow, and if you're a homeowner, a a new homeowner, and you've purchased sometime during this uh, pandemic, for lack of a better word, uh, then you'll feel like you probably overpaid. Unless it was right when everything started, then you probably think you might have gotten in at the right time. But back then, back when you closed sometime between a year ago and a month ago, uh, buyer's remorse typically sets in. I've worked with a lot of people who get an escrow, and I tell them, this is the price that we need to put on paper in order for you to have your offer accepted. But then halfway through, when it's just my buyers and the seller, you know, the wheels start turning. Like, did I overpay? This is broken. This is broken. Six months ago, look what this one sold for, and it looks more upgraded. Like People just get bad feelings, and I think I haven't pulled data for this, but I'm almost positive that if I were to, you would see that the amount of escrows that haven't been successful and all the homes that are coming back on the market, I'm almost sure that a large reason for that is that buyer's remorse starts to set in during the escrow process, and then you have your buyers trying to get something back out of it, whether it's, oh, well, we want... You know, we want to uh, have a credit for whatever repairs. For That's like the most simple, the most common is this stuff's broken. We're paying such a premium price that we feel entitled for you to have to fix that for us. Why would we give you the highest price point in your neighborhood in the last however many years, maybe ever, and then you're going to leave us like with all these little knick-knacky things where, you know, when, you're, when you expect to pay a premium, you expect to get a premium product. And that's just logic. That's normal thinking. 
but um, it creates this weird dynamic in escrows when you have so many people bidding a price up to a point where it you're going to risk your escrow not being successful. Is it worth it? In my opinion, the answer is no. And for the primary reason that if you want to look at the data between houses selling on a public market versus selling off market, sure, the, there's going to be data showing that price or prices for off market homes are less statistically. But I would be willing to bet that the price of homes that have come back on the market that, that have to go then back into escrow with a lot less viewership and then people seeing that, okay, this house has been on the market for 30 days. Yes, there's a valid reason, but it doesn't matter. I mean, once you see okay, everything selling in two to seven days, our absorption rates at three, three weeks right now in Huntington Beach, meaning that if you stop putting new houses on the market, we are out of homes to sell in three weeks, which is like phenomenally low. I, I believe like the national average over the past 10 years is somewhere around like the three to four month range. So when you take all that information and you put it together, um, I have a bias towards these bidding wars, and, and you'll see it everywhere. I mean, just the, the amount of discouragement a buyer can receive from submitting offer after offer, offer after offer, and being declined and feeling rejected, like it does something to the psychological side of things. I've had to take breaks with my clients for like up to six months to kind of let that reset until they're able to come back and, you know, get enough confidence <laughs> to make another run at it. And um, so in my opinion, there are certain situations. This market is one of them. And the reason I am kind of bringing this up, I might have mentioned it earlier, is I have a one off-market offer right now. I'm going to be showing two off-markets in two different marketplaces this week. And the buyers are coming in with such strong values on their offer above and beyond what list is because we understand what would happen. But at the end of the day, they're the ones dictating that. And so, and then again, I'm not going to exclude talking about sometimes if you find this and you're an agent and you're representing both sides, there's a commission incentive. Now, when you put that commission incentive in place, and maybe you don't get that extra, you know, 10, 20,000 that you might have got during a bidding war, well, if you can compensate for that by having the agent represent both sides, it it's a win-win for everybody. The agent makes a little bit more money. They're more motivated to do anything they need to to keep the escrow on track. The sellers net more money because they're saving on the closing costs and the buyers pay a slightly less purchase price. So it's a three-way win in my opinion. So if you've been on the fence about selling a home and you're not fully confident, it's another great way to test a market. Now, I don't know how I'm supposed to be talking about this as a Compass agent. Um, obviously, I think Compass sees the value that I'm talking about. Otherwise, we would not have private exclusives, which during the same interview, I do believe um, some head position at Compass was not willing to comment, but it, it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of ins and outs. And typically what happens if someone were to give a news interview or a statement on this is it's going to be twisted, manipulated, and they're going to try to make it go in line with what the CEO of Redfin said, what the guys over at Zillow say. And at the end of the day, I really believe that there are people out there in certain situations or, you know, people that aren't 100% sure they want to sell where an off-market listing may be the best situation for you. So if you have more questions, you want to talk about this further, if you're thinking about listing your home, Huntington, Newport Beach, or anywhere local where I work, feel free to contact me. If you're another agent that is somewhere outside of, you know, the marketplace and you're like, hey, that kind of makes sense, hit me up on Instagram. Like I talk freely about thoughts, ideas the real estate market processes with everybody. Um, so anyway, I hope 
this can kind of at least lead to see the positive sides of some of the benefits of off-markets because the more I'm around people, the more I read news articles, everybody just seems to think they're the devil and uh, I disagree with that. So this is the first solo episode. I am a rambler so I can do this shit myself because I can talk, talk, talk. May not make sense, but mm, at least I can fill up some time. But I hope you got something valuable out of this and uh, until next time, hope you enjoy this.